This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. Joining me now to talk a bit more about STEM. And if you're unfamiliar with STEM, talking about science, technology, engineering, and math, is Kristen Brazier, Brazier, the president of the Achieve Anything Foundation. Kristen, thank you so much. And my apologies if I just completely said your last name incorrect. That's okay, Jill. Thanks for having me on this morning. Uh, no problem at all. There's an event coming up, uh, not this weekend, it's coming up uh, on October 14th. But talk a little bit about this and this idea of getting uh, more diversity or more men and women in so-called STEM industries. So it's actually a gender diversity initiative. Uh, the shortage is, is with women, and it's like our uh, March event where we focus on aviation, aerospace, marine, and defense. It's All these high-tech trades are really short on women. And so we can't expect women to just gravitate towards these fields if they don't know what they are. So our our objective with these hands-on Operation This Is You events are to get the women out sailing and flying and in the seats of the of the careers that we're trying to get them excited about so that they can see firsthand, like, what is this? Uh, is there still a big reluctance uh, down gender lines in that women aren't going into these fields? You know, I, I I don't think so. I mean, there's always uh, there's discrimination a little bit in every field. It doesn't matter who you are or what cultural background or gender background you're from. I think it's simply that women just don't know. If if you don't have someone in your network that's an astronaut or a ship's captain or a firefighter or any of these things, how would it even occur to you to you know put yourself in that position? So by doing these events, we're actually giving the women that network so that they can see for themselves that, hey, this is a really cool field. And so with partnering with the Coast Guard, do we know, is there, are there, do we know the percentages even of the workforce in the Coast Guard when it comes to male, female? I do, actually. Uh, the Coast Guard is doing not too bad. They're at around 15%. Uh, the Canadian Forces, however, they do have 15%. It's their technical trades at 4% and top leadership at 3%, like the commander of the forces, etc., that we're targeting. Um, the RCMP is around 22%. Vancouver firefighters, 1%. So, And I'm a professional pilot. We're at 6%. And the maintenance population went down last year to 2.3% from 27 So clearly some action is needed. Uh, and interesting. So, so you're a pilot because that's one too. I have a, a friend who's a pilot, a female pilot. She often gets mistaken. She people assume that she's a flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, I've had that before. We used to wear flight suits out in the bush, and I was asked if I was an astronaut. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I think people just are not. I, you do see a lot of women, um, you know, in the in the airline world now, but the perception is. Still, uh, sorry. The perception is that there's a lot of women now, but there isn't. It's, the six percent is actually true for Canada and the U.S., and uh, the, they just happen to be more visible, you know, in the in the cities. Uh, so, so the percentages are small still in many of these areas. There's certainly room for improvement. Uh, how do we, other than having events like you said, and, inv- and inviting and, and exposing uh, people to jobs and careers maybe that they might not think about uh, in the first place, how else do you get uh, people interested? Well, the events are actually really key, and what we're, we do our annual event um, in March during the week of International Women's Day, and those those events are actually free for everyone, men and women. Um, that's just to get people excited, and then these hands-on events are basically to take the women to the um, you know the area that the actual people operate. So the Navy, for instance, we can stick them out on the warship, 
And uh, we are hoping to set up a mentoring program so that, and a statistics program so that we watch people, um, you know, how, how many times do they come to our events and, and uh, follow the age demographic, cultural demographic, and then hopefully follow them as they go through the interest level to uh, the other side is um, into one of our fields. And so the, the, um, these events are just sort of like a starting point just to get them interested. And then we do hope to set up industry mentors so that if someone's actually serious, they could get um, you know, some information firsthand from somebody that actually does the job. Because it, it must be difficult as well, too. When we look at, at, at cases or stories, even if we look at the RCMP, uh, we talk about stories uh, of sexual harassment. There was uh, recently uh, a huge settlement with women in the RCMP. And I would imagine if there's a woman who's considering going into that field, you see uh, things that are still happening today. These aren't cases from, from years ago. We're not talking about back in the 50s. Uh, that, and that might be a deterrent. I think one of the things that people don't consider is integration. And so when we do our annual events uh, and our approach is actually team-based so that we include men in the process. And one of the exciting things is, uh, you know, people complain, someone complained to me recently that there were some pictures of the Coast Guard and there was men uh, loading a first aid stretcher by the hovercraft. And I said, you know, hey, there just aren't women doing those jobs and they didn't have a picture of those females doing the job. But the guys that do that job are actually going to be there giving the women the demonstrations and, and, you know, sort of showing them the ropes. And it's kind of like a teamwork approach. So I think eventually over time when women are integrated um, and various cultures are integrated into the fields that we're targeting, uh, I think we'll see a lot of those problems go away. Is there an industry or other places where you have seen the growth and the percentages go up? Yeah, I, I think um, the police forces across Canada are doing pretty well. I think it's Montreal. CBC did a, a piece a while ago with the statistics across Canada, and I think Montreal is doing pretty well, as is Vancouver. Uh, the Coast Guard actually does very well with uh, um, the recruitment. Uh, they, I think they're actually at 50-50 through the Coast Guard College, but they, um, it's the retention over time. So I, I think it's, it's a matter of you have to excite people, you have to integrate them, and then retain them. So this is something that all the agencies struggle with, and the reason that they've been excited to partner with us is that they've seen this hands-on approach works. Do you think it's something as well that needs to be introduced even sooner, even, say, elementary school or high school? To, to Like you said, if you don't have someone in your family, maybe you're not exposed to this. But people do go into professions that uh, it's not one of their parents or another adult. Is it something that in the schools uh, could be a bit more of an equalizer as well? Well, our approach is age diverse. Um, I actually am one of those people that became a pilot. There's nobody in my family that did that job, but it was because my dad and uncle took me to the Abbotsford Air Shows as a child. So we do uh, we do target the, the young people to plant the seed. Um, but what we found is that I think there's a statistic anywhere from three to seven times that a person could be expected to change their career completely during their life. So we don't know at what age an adult might become interested and then we also take elders of various cultures into our um, events because it, a lot of cultures view the elders as the leaders of society. So if you get a girl all excited about a field that her family has no experience with and the elder has been a part of the, the experience, then they're more likely to support that young person to do that really strange, non-traditional thing. Hmm. Uh, so, so talk a bit, about, a bit more about the event that's coming up. Uh, are people, can people still get involved, or do you already have everything set in place? So we, we may have a few last-minute um, seats available for the Coast Guard event, depending on cancellation. Uh, the worship, though, if people act quickly, they, they can go on to the Achieve Anything website and apply, and it's for females 
the Navy event has a lower age limit of 12, so anybody over 12 can um, apply there. And if they do that quickly, they'll have a better chance. Um, there's no upper age limit. And it's a really cool event. They go out uh, for the day. They depart from the cruise ship terminal at uh, Canada Place. And then um, they, they do warship maneuvers. They're, it's pretty cool how, how um, aggressive that big, huge ship can move around. And then they take you through the various duty stations. You get to see the bridge and the engine room, and, and they feed you. That's always a good thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where can people go if they want to learn more about this? So if they go to the Achieve Anything website, so that's www.achieveanything.ca, there's a tab called Operation This Is You. And so far we have the two events, the Coast Guard and the Navy. Um, the Coast Guard is actually doing a second event in uh, January, as is the Navy, and we're in discussions with our CMP, Vancouver Fire Rescue, Jazz, Boeing. So if, if people sort of stay tuned to our website and social media, there will be some other really cool events coming. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Catherine, or sorry, now I'm calling wrong by the first name. <laughs> My apologies. Chris, Kirsten, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show today. And hopefully people will go to the website and check it out. And uh, the event will be a great one on October 14th. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.